0: as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell you will see through the fog a bend in reality a veil
1: that is beyond your own comprehension it's the other side beyond the void
0: Podcast. That's right. It's episode 321, and today is a very special day, or week, or episode because it just so happens to be this old piece of shit's birthday.
1: Yay! Happy birthday! Yay. How old are you?
0: Everybody, load their guns and shoot how them at me. How old
1: are you going to be?
0: Too old, and none of anybody's business anymore. Because I'm—I <laughs> don't even know who how old I am Do anymore. Do you need
1: depends? No, I don't
0: need depends, Christina. Just let me be old. Anyway. So, yes, it is my birthday. I am old. Just a lot of old. I literally have thought I was this age two years in a row now. So Christine had to correct me the last time. And I remember this time and it doesn't make it any better. Fuck all of you. I'm out. Podcast over. Bye. (laughs) No, so I decided to pick a couple of movies to review this week that I just, you know, felt like watching. I I had a really hell of a a time trying to pick these out. The first one came kind of naturally. I was like, well, let's watch Ninja 3, The Domination from 1984.
1: And Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1988.
0: Yeah, that's one I bought on from Vinegar Syndrome like a long time ago. And I have not watched this movie since I was like... 16 years old or some shit you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't know how old I was when this movie came out uh, but it was I was pretty young when the last time I saw it and I think it was on like HBO or Cinemax or one of those fucking things that just happened to be on mm-hmm. I have never seen it since so we're gonna talk about both of these films considering they were both movies that I grew up on and uh yeah I mean have you seen these before Christina today nope neither, neither. of them
1: I haven't seen it either
0: Okay, well, yeah, we've been uh, kind of having some fun. We got a little bit of a mixer drink here. I decided that I was either going to do a good night Krampus, uh good night Krampus. Oh, yeah, Krampus, I forgot you wanted that. Which is Frank, one of our old listeners that used to listen to us that stopped listening because we got bad and Christina just fucked everything up. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> he probably still listens. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a joke, baby. You're great. I'm kidding. Come on. Okay. Are you? I, why would you believe me? Why would I say that if I really felt that way? Because. <laughs> no, I love having you on this podcast. That's why it's so important that we have fun when we start and we don't bicker a little bit beforehand because we have a mantra and things that we try to say in the beginning or we just argue until we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we made a drink and it's one of my favorite drinks that I that Patrick and I used to drink, actually, quite a bit.
1: Yeah, all the time you guys used to drink. Um, this.
0: When we would hang out and have our big uh, Thursdays, I think it was, we used to do episodes on. Right. Wasn't it?
1: I don't know. They were like an all-day
0: thing, guys. Like, we would sit, we would drink, we would sometimes watch one of the movies, we would, uh, you know, just chill and get drunk for a while, and we made uh, Bloody Marys, pretty much, with, like beer beer you know it's essentially uh V8 uh, what do they call them though these these particular it's drinks it's
1: a spanish word i don't know how to pronounce it
0: micheladas yes which is just beer V8 and some of that tahine sauce that uh is like a chili pepper with lime uh seasoning that you put on the rim and everything which is good
1: on mangoes
0: it's fucking really like guys like if you've never had one of these honestly these are like sitting by the pool type fucking drinks or sitting out on a summer it is perfect it is like so like cold it's delicious it's smooth it goes down it doesn't feel like you're drinking alcohol but you get really kind of fucked up so uh and it's pretty quick so we 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 made a few of these today cheers christina
1: cheers happy birthday to you thank you do we have... Do you have plans? Do I don't know. have plans? I think, we, I think
0: we blew my load on, like, Ew, movies. don't say it like that. Well, oh, I'm just saying we blew our birthday money and stuff on, like...
1: Yeah, you bought movies. This I got
0: movies and stuff. I think I got Naked Lunch on 4K and, like, some other stuff that uh, we ordered ahead of time. And plus, I think we... I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some food or something like that. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, once you get older, it's like nobody gives a shit. You just just enjoy for what it is you enjoy it for yourself and you just go you know what i didn't think i was gonna ever live this long
1: exactly because
0: i honestly thought i was gonna be like one of those like you know legendary deaths you know i wouldn't make it till 27 yeah you know like kurt cobain what happened i don't know (laughs) my gross ass just decided to push through that like no problem (laughs) and just uh made it you know i just gotta i don't know you know what is it it's like hunter s thompson said too weird to die too young. Oh. <laughs> too strange to <laughs> to live too weird to die <laughs> i don't know maybe that's what it is maybe 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 whoever's like pulling the strings up there is like you know what <laughs> let's make them suffer a little bit more huh
1: everyone suffer
0: yeah i mean in this relationship i mean come on <laughs> I'm totally kidding. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me, maybe. I'm totally being funny, guys. I'm being self deprecating because it's my birthday, okay? <laughs> it's Guess just it's just, just for a little fun, okay? It's just weird getting old anymore, okay? So
1: fuck you guys. You don't have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna take a
1: sip. Shit's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> I thought it was good and then like my third or fourth sip, I was like, No, I can't do it. Really? Yeah.
0: We are drinking it with a well, well, fucking well. straw.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm a girl.
0: The fuck does that mean?
1: I don't know. I don't know anything. What does that anymore. mean anymore? Huh? I don't know. What
0: is a girl, Christina? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, we're gonna watch a couple. Of, we watched a couple of movies this week, and um, I wanted to have fun with it and just kind of enjoy it, and then you know talk about things. We've had how many birthdays have I had on this it's like 7 years now, right?
1: on the podcast Yeah,
0: August of this year seven will or be eight. August of this year will be 7 years of the podcast. Oh, that's a long time.
1: Yeah, it's a long time.
0: It's a very long time. That's longer than my band. Yep. <laughs> and my band was actually popular. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. You guys all rock. I appreciate all of you. You guys are the best. You support everything. And we have a good time together, I think. And uh, everybody else, you're all just missing out. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, no. Thank you guys for coming to this episode to celebrate with me. I hope we have some fun with you and and just take, uh, you know, my self-deprecation on the chin and just enjoy it while it lasts because I'm just not enjoying getting old anymore. It's, it's time to pump the brakes, (laughs) Uh, but is there anything new going on that? uh, Oh, we got evil dead rise coming up soon. I didn't get to catch Malum. I wanted to, but it was too far away.
1: Wasn't playing anywhere. Convenient. Yeah, I
0: thought it was going to be at all the theaters. So it's only like a
1: little tiny towns and shit. I'm like, what the right. fuck? I was like... a little
0: sad about that. I really wanted to see it because, as some of you may or may not know, Malam is by Anthony de Blasi, who is actually the director of the movie Dread and the movie Last Shift. Last Shift is the, it's like a remake of Last Shift. So it's like Evil Dead 2 to Evil Dead. Mm hmm. So, last shift is Evil Dead, and the new one, Malum, is more elaborated on and, and messed up. I really look forward to it, though. But we do have Evil Dead coming that I'm kind of curious about seeing. It's on the 14th.
1: No, it's on I'd like the end of the month.
0: Is it? I thought it was the 14th or the 21st. Something I don't know. Like that. And then we got the Pope, the Pope's Exorcist. i've never seen a i've never seen a demon this strong before of course not because we have to get them all crazy now you know what i mean we got a fucking i think this year we're gonna get a trailer for the exorcist remake by the way oh that's not gonna be good dude we'll see mark my words man like i will be surprised if it's good like i i want it to be good but it's not gonna be it's written by the guy Set that did. Set those
1: expectations low. No, it's
0: because it's because the firestarter movie that ruined.
1: <gasps> oh yeah, that was bad. That
0: was the the writer of that is doing the new oh, Exorcist movie. God. And no offense, but that was a terrible. That's kind of weird job. that that
1: got greenlit.
0: I don't know. Yeah. With
1: that. So, something, I'm just telling you, just have your expectations low. And we'll go watch it.
0: I want to be positive about stuff, but I just don't have faith in that. And it's not because it's easy to jump on the hate wagon either. I know. I I'm know. I'm usually what you mean. the guy that's like, hey, chill out. Let's but just see. You know it.
1: what? I like that show. The first season was shit, but that second season was amazing. Okay. Well, so let's just see what happens.
0: <clears throat> I don't know it's hard to compete and i understand they got to remake it at some point because they got to keep pushing the property out, you know. Yeah. or it's not theirs anymore and it becomes what? public domain or some shit? Oh, i guess. Uh, but you know, somebody paid for a lot of money for it so they're going to get their money's worth out of it somehow. Anything else we got
1: coming up that uh, we're going to be doing? Nope, just working. <laughs> Okay. Life is so exciting. We got Easter coming up here.
0: Oh my God! I'm so after excited. your fuck Easter. Your I want this. Is my birthday. Hey, don't say
1: that. Don't say that. We're gonna go to my parents.
0: What? Share Easter eggs? The fuck?
1: Yeah. We're gonna have. There ham. better be
0: money in them goddamn Easter eggs. You hear me, parents? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't care about Easter. I'm sorry. I really just don't give a shit. I, I mean, like I, Easter. Really? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a very religious person. Well, so I'm not I, saying
1: let's go to church. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, fuck. Come on. Get your Sunday pastels no. on, Alex. I just want to go eat some food and see my family. Okay. Well,
0: that's different. If we're going to go see your family. Don't call it Easter.
1: It's, But it's Easter. Ugh.
0: Now you're is,
1: the it. Is that the one where Jesus rose from the dead? Dude,
0: that's the one where Jesus came out. There was like cheerleaders on both sides.
1: Oh, with the fireworks
0: and the fireworks. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what happens in our neighborhood. Yeah,
1: that's right. Every uh, Easter. Easter, that's how they, they celebrate they, Jesus. Is yeah. Fireworks.
0: So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's an old joke that we always laugh about because we have we've talked about it on the podcast before. But I'll repeat it for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. With you know the app next door app. Well, somebody's always complaining on it in our neighborhood, in our specific neighborhood, because we live next to a reservation slash like...
1: Like a a really uh, Mexican Catholic community.
0: But it's also a reservation, though. It's like private land that the government has no access to, and there's no police officers. There's no, you know, so there's no rules, really, essentially. In the
1: middle of Phoenix. Right. Yeah. It's the
0: weirdest thing, and one of our radio stations actually is...
1: Not anymore. Not was located time.
0: on there for a long, long time. Um, but they, um, They do, you know, fireworks all night and they're allowed to because there's no rules against it. And so every year, all year long, we hear nothing but complaints about fireworks. And now everybody just makes fun of it. And one year, some lady was out there and she was just like, God, you guys are so disrespectful to everyone's celebration. I was like, yeah. I was like, she's like, this is Jesus or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I remember when Jesus came out of the cave and there was cheerleaders and fucking fireworks for seven days straight. I remember that that shit was dope and people thought it was really funny (laughs) because it is kind of silly like do you really need to do fireworks for seven days I don't know I mean but we're just so used to it now we don't even care so we just now we just laugh at the people who get upset about it who just Mm -hmm. who like move in thinking they're coming into a like a wonderful neighborhood or something like that
1: (laughs) just you wait yeah
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's just funny. It's just us kind of dealing with life <laughs> and laughing at life, I guess. That's what you have to do these days, right? Right. Otherwise, you just break down and cry. <laughs> and I'd rather Every laugh. day. Yeah, every day. Yep. This is a very positive podcast for <laughs> birthday, by the way. Let me just tell you.
1: Woo-hoo.
0: I want to have another drink. Here we go. <laughs> I think it might be that time, Christina.
1: You just did the time. <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, we're not doing a horror job. <laughs> well we will explain it though Yeah. so in Ninja 3 The Domination there is a very weird V8 scene this guy keeps like literally trying to basically stalk and uh, what feels like rapey uh, because he won't leave this girl alone and so he keeps asking her to get coffee or get a drink or, and she's like I don't drink I'm healthy I don't like coffee because I'm in shape it's bad for your health and she's like after him like of course kidnapping her uh she says well i guess we could date i guess we could go back to my place i don't have coffee but do you i do have some v8 and so she comes home takes a shower takes off her claw, her top and at, at the house and drops it on the floor in front of him and then puts a towel around her or a shirt or something and pours v8 down her neck and has him lick it off Mm. gross yeah so that's what we're that's why we're drinking v8 (laughs) (laughs) anyways i made a commercial and i think it's up on instagram where i did a v8 commercial and i made it sound like people were fucking in the background when i when i showed that scene Oh, I got to look for it. It's on my, I think it's on my personal Instagram. So I might have to download it and then post it Uh on like uh, TikTok. So anyway, I did post a video on TikTok today that I did not post anywhere else. So if you guys aren't following TikTok, you're missing out on, on the goods. Okay. So anyway, let's jump into our flesh and potatoes for my birthday.
1: Extravaganza. Extravaganza.
0: Fireworks! Yay! Of uh, <laughs> Ninja 3, The Domination, 1984,
1: and. Hell Comes to Frogtown, 1988.
0: Don't sound so excited, Christina. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and do that right now. Alright, guys. So I did the work on this one because uh, I wanted to switch it up, you know, just have a little fun. Ninja Three: The Domination is the third sequel, by the way. I don't know if you knew this. That's why they. Oh, call is it.
1: that why it's three?
0: Yeah, there's not three ninjas.
1: So did you need like to like s- many
0: people think? Did you
1: need to see one and two to see three? What? This is the third movie. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, so. Yes, Ninja Three, The Domination is based on the sequel before it called Revenge of the Ninja, and the one before that, the very first one, is called Enter the Ninja. These are the same guys that did American Ninja and all these other ninja movies, I guess. But it is a canon film, so it's the infamous Breaking Electric Boogaloo 2 people, which Uh. is probably one of the best documentaries about filmmaking you can ever watch literally amazing there's two of them too because they did one and then the guy who else did it remember and i think it's on netflix i think it's the electric boogaloo 2 i can't remember but this movie in particular ninja 3 domination is about an evil ninja that attempts to avenge his death from beyond the grave by possessing an innocent aerobics instructor
1: she was an aerobics instructor i thought she was an electrician
0: she was a line a woman but she also was a aerobics instructor. Oh, I and I she will just tell you. Did aerobics. This was inspired by the movie Flash Dance.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But they were fucking gods at mixing things, you know?
1: Oh, I see. They would
0: take one element that was popular so that people would be interested in their movies
1: and put a ninja in it and
0: put a ninja <laughs> in it or some fucking crazy story. <laughs> so it's like Flash Dance meets ninjas.
1: Oh,
0: you see what I mean? Yes. These guys were genius, okay? There were a bunch of immigrants from Jerusalem, I believe. The Golem and Yoram. uh, I can't think of their names. I can't say exactly, but interesting guys, let me tell you. They made some interesting fucking movies. This is directed, however, by Sam Furstenberg, who did Revenge of the Ninja, Break in 2 with Electric Boogaloo, American Ninja 1 and 2, Delta Force 3, The Killing Game. He also did Cyber cyborg cop one and two and spiders Two breeding ground <laughs> some of the, the writer on this is james r silk he did the revenge of the ninja king solomon's mine and the barbarians which i think were also canon films some of the casts that we have in this movie are Kasugi who is the eye patch guy named yamada he is in a ninja assassin, the updated version of this movie essentially called Ninja. Ah. And then uh it, well it's Ninja Assassin, but it's it's really good. Um enter, they did a sequel for it, it's not that great. But the first one's actually pretty decent. Ah. It's uh, We also have Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, and Blind Fury that he was in. Blind Fury is the Rudger Hauer film where he's blind and he's driving. There's that scene.
1: And he's in a fury.
0: He's like, what are you, fucking blind? Yeah, actually I am. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's my first time driving. <laughs> Such a great movie, dude um we got lucinda dickey in here who became a star very fast actually she plays christy the main character in this movie and this is one of the first films that she did she actually was in grease too and she also did electric boogaloo one and two directly after this movie now those movies were a huge hit okay and she's a dance star she was like a dancer Mm -hmm. and so immediately she didn't even really know acting when she did this movie so she just huh. kind of fell into this. She's and pretty good. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, you know, well, for the type of films that she yeah. was in, you know. Yeah. But we got Jordan Bennett, who was her co-star. He's like Billy the Cop, the guy that, that keeps stalking her and uh, won't take no for an answer and probably would have had a restraining order on him uh, the first uh, 10 seconds of the film um, if it were today. <laughs> right.
1: As it should have been. Yeah,
0: he was in, like, TV shows a bunch, like The Waltons, and a few other things. Really nothing that very popular. Cool guy. Great interview, by the way, in the uh, extras um david chung is in this movie he plays the black ninja he's the guy in the very beginning who possesses her oh uh he's in repo man as the sheriff which Mm -hmm. is really weird i have to watch that again out of bounds missing in action to the beginning and criminal act and a lot of other films we also have james hong legendary james hong in this film yeah He's playing a Japanese person when he's Chinese. So that's not right. Uh, but yeah, you know. That's, you got
1: to do it. Like yeah. he said, he said, you got to yeah. do what you got to do back then. Yeah.
0: Oh, they had to do what they had to do is not put Japanese people in <laughs> films pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But anyway, yeah, he was the psychic guy that's in this movie. Uh, They had Big Trouble, Little China. He was like uh, the, the main villain in. He was in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He was the old grandpa in that movie. Shadow Zone, Deadlock, another Rudger Hauer movie. Hot to Trot. The Golden Child. Dude, he's
1: been in like 500 movies. Oh,
0: dude, he's he's probably one of the most uh, acclimated uh, Asian Hollywood stars. Oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So I
1: love the speech he gave at the SAG Awards. Oh, dude, that was amazing. And then they let him like do the whole.
0: Dude, everyone that's in that Everything Everywhere All at Once is like the main woman in it. She has been acting forever, dude. You want to talk about? Someone like a really crazy story about her life. If there's a documentary that comes out from Michelle Yeoh, there
1: will there will be.
0: I cannot wait to watch it then because she is um like it's a it's like a one it will probably be one of the most amazing fucking documentaries you've ever seen. I'm not joking. Did you
1: even know? Because I didn't know this that she was even she was in a movie with Brendan Frazier.
0: Right. No. no. Yes.
1: Yes, she was Mummy Two. She Ah. was in the Mummy Two.
0: She's probably doing stunts and stuff.
1: no, she was acting in it, so I thought that Did was. Did you know that she
0: she's a uh, she's known as a martial arts star? Yeah, and she never ever
1: yeah trained trained in Professionally, martial arts. Yeah. yeah, she just learned it.
0: It's crazy, dude. Anyway, I don't want to talk anyway, about that. Sorry, side-track, I'm sure people are side-track. tired of hearing about it too. But yeah, it's just it's anyway. Cool. James Hong's in the movie. He's not really in it for long, but he's in it. There, um, I couldn't find a budget on this. Maybe I a it was cut. like 1.5 Hold million. on, I, I didn't look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I saw it. I saw it.
0: <laughs> the budget on this film was 2 million million, and they made 7.6 million uh at the box office. Yeah, hey, it's pretty good. That's a canon success, man. Canon was gold at that shit sometimes. Mhm. it's funny too because you know the movie was kind of considered a flop, but it has made so much more money now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like, and two million to seven million. I'm sorry, that's like you know almost four times the amount. So like, right? I don't know. He did it cheap and fast, and and it came out great. So, Christina, I would love to hear what you think about this. This is your first time seeing it. Had you ever heard of it before?
1: I remember you talking about it, but I I didn't you know put it together until I actually started watching it. That oh, this is the movie he was talking about. I am a little bit conflicted about this movie. I want to love it, but I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I adore the action in this. It's it's really um, it hits off really well, and it keeps going. It's totally 80s. The the all the aerobic shit, the music in it, and the the costuming and all that stuff is very very 80s. Okay. Hold on your chair. Sorry. I appreciate them trying to make a movie about an independent woman who hates cops. Right. But it didn't pan out like I wanted it she's to. She's
0: not very independent if she's got another dude inside of her.
1: That's what I'm saying. Was... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just stupid. I was reading some of the synopsis and it said that she, <laughs> she was supposed to have a, the S S P C C S P C S P. Okay. His psychic ability, which I didn't I didn't understand that she got possessed. Like,
0: Well, they do talk about it in the movie. There's oh, a did scene, they? Yeah, where she was talking to the therapist. I wrote it down because I thought it was the weirdest line, one of the weirdest lines. Oh, of so the it movie. was
1: one line.
0: Yeah, but it's in there. It's, oh, okay. It's probably just lore to, so and that they could build a story around I it. I just thought
1: it was weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now it's kind of making sense. Anyway, I was so ecstatic when I saw James uh, Hong in it. I thought that was really cool, even though, yeah, like you said, it was a really short part. <laughs> I, absol- I absolutely love how it was filmed down the street from our house. Right. Most of the movie was filmed down the street from the house. In fact... Well, no.
0: When I... I okay, so I watched it at night because I wasn't sure what I wanted to watch and she was going to watch it early in the morning because she gets up super early before me because the dog has to get up and do his whole thing Mm -hmm. because she usually gets up at like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m.
1: Yeah, 3 a.m. And
0: so she was going to watch it in the morning and I said, these are the ones we're going to watch. You need to watch this one on the left and you need to watch it. When I woke up at around 9 or 10, (laughs) she was fucking gone and it's her day off and I'm like, where the fuck is she? And oh, she's like, down
1: the street? yeah, uh, just down the street.
0: And she's like, you need to check the picture I sent you. And I said, what picture? I can't see no pictures. I just sent it to you. And she's got a picture of the movie in front of one of the locations in the movie. <laughs> she's at the fucking place where they shot it. She looked up online. The areas that they were at.
1: Yeah, I went to like three different areas.
0: Yeah, she didn't go to the golf course in this movie. Well, but yeah. I was
1: going to. Okay, we can talk about this later. Right, but
0: I'm just saying. But
1: I I was gonna go to the golf course, but I didn't because the they remodeled the building and it's completely different. So, so I was it like, would well, be that's unrecognizable. Pointless. Yeah. And then I was gonna go all the way to Glendale Memorial Park, which is still there, but they again they the sign switched. So is that it was where like the pointless. tombstones are? Yeah, which is a, another. It's funny because that's one. This there's a cemetery scene in the movie which I have a problem with. I liked it, but yeah. it was just a little bit disrespectful to me. Yeah, and, well, a lot of stuff in this movie was kind of disrespectful. <laughs>
0: Well, it just looks different, too. It so, doesn't look like your normal Arizona in some parts, because, like, I don't remember the, the cemetery looking like that.
1: That like, cemetery looks like that.
0: Yeah, because most of our cemeteries out here look like dirt, dirt.
1: Most of that cemetery was dirt.
0: Oh, okay. So, it looked like grass everywhere.
1: No, there was a little bit of grass, because it's always greener in the front, you okay. know what I'm saying? And then they just let it die. It's green <laughs> in the front, brown in the back, in the back <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Those are Arizona cemeteries. Okay. But anyway... That yeah. sounds
0: terrible. What, by the way, I don't know what that means. What? Ooh, what are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> just... I, oh, shut up. Okay, so really. if you need me to spit out any Papago Park trivia we'll dur- during the trivia, I can do that. Um, I gave it a six out of ten. I enjoyed it, but I mean, I, I, oh, I was cringing half the time. So six out of ten.
0: I think the, I think you're wrong, but yeah, she's wrong. So. I actually really like this film. This is a movie I used to watch all the time on my dad's beta machine. He used to have all the revenge of the ninjas, all those. I think at least we had this one and I think he got it used from the, the video store because at the time, back in the day, when you would get these movies, you couldn't really buy them because they didn't have stores that sold them. So your video stores would just have extra copies that they would end up selling for like 30, $40. And I know that sounds crazy to some of you guys because you're like $30, $40 used? Yes, used. Because the movies were like sometimes two, $300 for a videotape for you to do that. Like some of these movies were really big, expensive things. But, you know, obviously it became cheaper and they would become like $90, You know what I mean? For each tape. But that was them making their money back because they go, oh, we're going to sell it to you for 90, but you can make that back in 10 rentals. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. They're like, you know, whatever they're charging for it at the time, you know, but I really like it. I think it is actually very competently well shot. Like aesthetically, the aesthetics in this are really good. Like, it's very well shot. The fog and everything makes it look like it's an 80s film, like a like an 80s music video or whatever, mm-hmm. which I think the aesthetic is missed in today's world of movies and stuff. Like, they don't make movies like this anymore. Right. And the aesthetic is really kind of great, you know? Like, she has this lair that she lives in that uh, has, like, a arcade machine and gym workout stuff and, like... All this '80s stuff on the wall, like the picture of the the woman with the glasses, the the French, the
1: Duran Duran. Yeah, the Duran Duran. Album Durant pretty much. Stuff. Yeah, but
0: they used to have all those. No, art- there was an yeah. artist.
1: There was an artist. There was those. an artist yeah. that
0: did stuff like that, and I think Duran Duran had them do their. Cover. Yeah, the
1: Rio album. Yeah.
0: Yeah, her name was Rio, and she. Anyway, Duran Duran's awesome. I like them too, but um it's just I don't know this, I, I like the way this movie looks I like the way it feels I think the story of a, a woman being possessed by some fucking aerobics instructor being uh, possessed by a fucking ninja who's an assassin that goes to kill somebody on a golf course is kind of ridiculous but <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculously awesome Is you know what I mean like it's, it's a what the fuck kind of movie in a lot of ways there's a lot of scenes that kind of flow together pretty well I think that you know, it's one scene to the next. It's not anything trying to be, like, super atmospheric or anything like that. It's just a fun movie. There's a lot of action in this movie. There's a lot of kills in this movie. A lot of people getting shot or murdered. Uh, there's, like, one... There's a couple of scenes in the movie that are just so super iconic, too. It's like they took... Flashdance, Poltergeist and like uh, I don't know some fucking you know ninja action movie and then slammed all into fucking one movie and it it just looks cool like none of it is realistic whatsoever there's you know Khashoggi that's in it that's got an eye patch who just keeps showing up at all these places somehow because he's a mystical ninja you know this is like I, I think you know ninja stuff like that you know there's a lot of like Stuff that Americans didn't really know about it at the time. So these are kind of like ahead of its time in a little way, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Because there was a huge surge of ninjas in the 80s, and every kid wanted to be a fucking ninja dude. Even to this day, kids want to be ninjas. And you know what I mean? Like, whether it's a Ninja Turtle or a fucking, you know. I'm just saying, like, ninjas were cool as fuck back then when we were kids. And, like, even the G.I. Joes that were ninjas, everybody wanted those. Like Snake Eyes and and Storm Shadow and all that stuff. And this kind of like plays into that. And that's why it's kind of like a nostalgic film for me, you know? Like I remember watching this with my dad a lot and just thinking about how this woman crushed a fucking golf ball or a, a, a fucking pool ball in her hand. And I always like remembered that. Just like kind of like Chuck Norris when he breaks the beer in that dude's hand, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just like, God damn, that's some crazy shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's an imperfect film, but I think it's set up, I think it's set out to do what it did and they put it, put it together really quickly and it is a damn fine outcome for a movie that was supposed to be just to make a few bucks off of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Cult status-wise, it is just aesthetically that pleasing. Yeah, obviously the acting in it isn't fantastic. It is super of the times, very rapey when it comes to the dude. Like, every girl's going to watch this movie and be like, Jesus Christ, that's not happening in these movies anymore. (laughs) Thank God. You wonder where we got it from, you know what I mean? Like, these movies that always like, we're like, if you try hard enough, So, yeah, it's got some, like, you know, stuff that didn't age well in it. You know, obviously that's going to be, like, a funny thing for a lot of people because it's just so ridiculous. Like, nobody does that anymore. Well, if they do, they're fucking arrested. But you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) The setting is really cool. I love that it's in Arizona like you. And, um, yeah, I think it's cool, like, just to see movies like that are in Arizona like that, you know? Well,
1: it's not just in Arizona. It's literally down the street from our house. I know.
0: They did a lot of shots in Tempe, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's really funny. I like (laughs) how over the top it is and just absolutely ridiculous that it is. So, um, I think you will too. I think you'll enjoy it if you like over the top sort of really well looking made films. Like this looks like a really good eighties film to me. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot more to it than people give it credit for. It's not just a bad film. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's actually a pretty good one. It's just a fun film. So. But, yeah, I would give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would definitely watch this again. Oh, d- yeah. There's no way I would not. And 7s, you know, it could be even a 7.5 for it. It's like, you know, watching Miami Connection. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't watch the whole thing and, and love every aspect of it. But there's just some of those moments in the film that you're just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't make movies like this anymore, right, you know? Right, So, like, Miami Connection is just a ridiculous film. Mm-hmm. It's a, hilarious. Uh, but, you know. There are moments in the film that you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, yeah, so seven, seven 7.5 out of 10, I think, is a pretty good score. Mm-hmm. So that averages out to, what, 6.75 between the two of us or so? Something like that, yeah. 6.5, whatever. So um, what what would have pushed you to a 7? Like, what do you think would have pushed you to a 7?
1: If uh, she would have...
0: Don't spoil anything. If,
1: I'm not going to spoil anything if the, the love situation factor wasn't... Is cringe, yeah. In this,
0: okay. I mean, that's fair, it doesn't make sense that they're together,
1: no sense whatsoever. Yeah,
0: it, it really does send the wrong signal,
1: <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> um, uh, they would have actually used like if they would have actually used like Japanese, you know, people, or they would have, uh, you know, what I didn't appreciate. Um, there were parts where <laughs> they should have been speaking Japanese. If they weren't.
0: I'll be honest. I honestly think the producers of this film cared more about it than most people in that day.
1: Oh, I I agree. But I'm just saying. Like they, they actually had Khashoggi
0: or... come out and do it, you know yeah. what I mean? And
1: yeah. Right. So but you and know, James Hong then. is
0: just so popular and he was just he's such a good read probably. Yeah. They were like, Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah. You know. Who doesn't want James Hong in their film? You know what I mean? Right. Um but yeah. I think they care they probably cared more about that shit back then than than most. So um But yeah, we do have some trivia on this, not a whole lot, but some interesting trivia about it that we'll talk about. And then we'll get into our, you know, next movie. We'll talk about some of our favorite scenes in this movie and everything. But if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can go down to the timestamps down below and listen to our spoiler-free discussion on the next movie, which is Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1988. So, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So... um. Lucinda Dickey said that she didn't even know what a ninja was when she she (laughs) got hired for this. And she wasn't, you know, really an actor and had to do like the possession scene as her interview scene Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: they wanted to make sure that, you know.
1: Oh, she could act.
0: Yeah. And she kind of has this like Linda Hamilton slash Linda Blair look in this movie. Like she totally looks like Linda Hamilton. Linda Blair? No, Linda Hamilton. She's Sarah Connor you remember Sarah Connor, the mom in T2?
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, she looks like her.
0: Yeah, she looks like Linda Hamilton, like a younger Linda Hamilton, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, she she looked like she could have been a really big famous star at some point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She just stopped acting because she had kids, though. Mm-hmm. She said that just one day she just got old and... She went to go to school to study to be better actress. She had this lead role in Breaking 1 and 2, and she thought things were looking up for her, and she had kids, and she's like, you know what, I just kind of want to raise my kids. Mm-hmm. And so she did. And she's never regretted it ever since, apparently. Oh. So, but, uh, yeah, she just kind of stopped acting after a while, so, you know. She did um, also talk about that she got a call, like, a few days after her interview and she's thinking you know oh, i'm not gonna get it right Mm -hmm. and they called her a few days later and they were like okay you need to be ready and down there at the the movie in two days so they she like flew out to fucking phoenix and like she didn't know anything she didn't even know what the script was she didn't (laughs) nothing Uh uh-huh and so the the her co-star the um billy the guy who played billy um jordan bennett kind of like took him took her under his wing. And they were both in separate relationships at the time, so there was no like romance going on. But, you know, they would hang out a lot because he was just very uh, understanding to her situation. She was a very talented dancer, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, a kind of a mild actor, you know? And so he was just trying to make her feel comfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, you know, the, um, the uh, telephone uh, van that they had in the movie? Yeah, they would take that van out a lot of the cast mm-hmm. and go out on the night on the town.
1: <laughs> they go to Mill Avenue.
0: <laughs> I don't know where they went. They didn't. I bet he didn't, they he did. didn't say where, but he just said that we we took that van out multiple times. We figured out how to wire it and took the van out and had fun at night, and mm-hmm. we never got caught.
1: Huh, that's funny. I
0: thought that was cool, Murray. Uh, Linda also said that she loved the director from the start and that he was just so, you know, just very welcoming, very kind, very understanding towards her. And, you know, she had to learn a lot of stuff like before that, like acting, she had to learn all of this stuff. She is afraid of heights and she had to learn how to climb a a pole.
1: Oh, that's her climbing the pole. Oh, Uh,
0: she wanted to do a lot of her own stunts, but they, you know, they used. Like whenever she's dressed up like the ninja or a lot of times else. they have a substitute well, obviously, because it's... they didn't want her to get hurt
1: right well and the yeah she
0: wanted to though she was like I want to do this I feel comfortable doing this and uh, yeah they wouldn't let her she did do fight training before they actually started the film which was like really quick like a week of just non-stop training morning and night mm-hmm. all day like you know training. So she could get her stances and stuff. And she said she picked it up pretty quick because she's a dancer. So she just kind of looked at it as like choreography as what she would as a dancer mm-hmm. rather than, and just put it into fighting. So, right. um, the spa scene, you know, the scene where the two girls are in there with the cop because mm-hmm. she goes to kill every cop that was there when she died or when, when the, the
1: ninja, died?
0: ninja died, the black ninja, they call it black ninja. Yeah. Um, but he goes in there with those two girls, and those girls said that they were absolutely terrified of her. Oh, really? Because she walked in, like, possessed.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: she they didn't know her. Uh-huh. They hadn't seen her. They hadn't hung out with her. And they were like, I don't want to be dunked in the water. And she was, she's <laughs> like, I have to dunk you. Like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> so she was, like, very serious. She didn't break character when she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And those girls, like, they had to do it a few times because those girls were, like
1: super scared
0: yeah they were legitimately scared of her That's funny she said she loved that <laughs> she was like that was like really empowering and like <laughs> she's like i don't know what came over me but i just wanted to do it <laughs> um there were supposedly two different endings for this film and the original ending would have been her killing the black ninja
1: uh huh.
0: Which I think she kind of does. And yeah, she
1: does. They
0: added more to it because they felt like it needed to go further and be more.
1: Oh, that's why there was like a, a longer bigger fight. ending. There was a long fight with a. Uh, that's right at the end.
0: Right. So, like, she would argue with like continuity and stuff like that with the director and uh, mm-hmm. producers. They're like, stop worrying about that shit. We, we got this. Nobody's going to see that. So mm-hmm. the end of the movie, when they actually are there, like staring, it's just the two of them in that scene. Uh-huh. The other stuff had already been filmed. So we're, uh, Kasugi, mm-hmm. he actually stabs the black ninja in the head, you know, and that's how yeah, he one, dies.
1: One-eyed Willie stabs black ninja.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they're just staring at like, like pretending like he's there in the scene.
1: Oh, and they just added him in.
0: Yeah. And so like the, the director and the producers were explaining what happens and they were laughing. So if you watch it at the very end, you can kind of see them smirk a little bit and laugh Mm -hmm. because of how he's explaining it. He's like, yeah. And he stabs him in the head. It goes all the way in his head and he's dead. And they were like kind of laughing because they didn't get to see any visuals. They're just like, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Jordan Bennett was actually a singer and a comedian uh, before he became an actor. He kind of did Broadway after that. But he had a uh, run in with Merton. uh, uh, What's his name? Milton Burrell. Okay, who was famous. He opened up for Milton Burrell and Milton Burrell embarrassed him in front of the entire crowd Mm -hmm. because he was so bad. And he said, yeah, uh, that kind of made me realize that I wasn't a very good comedian at that time. So I decided to do a little Broadway and then I got into acting on TV and stuff, so he uh he did decide to do a couple of ride-alongs with some police in the movie to kind of get a feel for what it's like and he had two two officers one was like really old and didn't really want to do it and the other one was too new and just wanted to show him like everything and he was like that was exciting (laughs) he's like we went everywhere like he's like (laughs) there was a couple of moments where we went and i was just like holy shit like what the fuck um like he wanted to like get into a gunfight or something oh you my know God. so <laughs> he was like that was exciting
1: in phoenix that you know <laughs> right <take> long <laughs> yeah
0: seems like a thing huh <laughs> uh but he said that they uh you know they they came up with the idea of the v8 juice he came up with the idea because in the scene they wanted her to be naked and she was not having it so they had to make it steamier in some way And he was like, well, what if we, you know, took the V8 and poured it on you since you don't like coffee? And she was like, I could do that. And so when she poured it on her, when she was sitting up, it was all over her. Yeah. But when she laid down, they had to keep applying it and stuff like that because it's just the continuity. She was worried about the continuity of it, you know, of the scene and what it looked like. So there's a scene in the movie where Jordan Bennett was like, he she's fully possessed, and she grabs the sword from him and he falls on the ground. And then she swings the sword down about an inch above his head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Christy, no! You know that part? Oh, yeah. yeah. So Sho Kasogi actually did that scene because he's a trained professional with weapons. Oh. He said he did a full 100% swing down towards his head with the, the sword mm-hmm. and stopped an inch above it.
1: Oh, with a
0: real sword. And it scared the ever living piss out of him. So when you I see bet. when you see that tank of him being scared, that's actually him being scared.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And coach Ko- or show Khashoggi was like laughing about it. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You don't know, you know. Right. So <laughs> he was like, yeah, I hope you know what you're doing because I could die. You know, that's like kind of scary. So uh, but yeah, it was a full swing and he was extremely scared. Mm-hmm. I would be too. Like, that oh, was, yeah, totally. That would scare the fuck out of me. I could just see it cutting my head open. I'd be dead. Right. But that's that's uh, Hollywood for you, baby. You know? Gotta make it. That's pretty much it. That's, all, that's a lot of the extras that I got off of the disc or whatever. There's obviously more trivia that I just didn't bring mm-hmm. to the table, but I figured the stuff off the disc would be kind of interesting and shared it with you guys. You can get it on Shout Factory, by the way, guys. So... Uh, If you want to watch it or check it out. And I think it might be on one of the streaming services somewhere, but you want to talk about some of your favorite scenes yes okay
1: so the the whole beginning of the movie where the black ninja is fighting he's trying to assassinate the guy on the golf course I really really like those scenes I liked it when the the ninja picked up the he picked up the golf ball and he yeah. squished it right why did he and do then, that the
0: security I, guard's all mad too like not the,
1: the golf ball. hey what the fuck <laughs> and then he picks up the golf so the the guy's like trying to the guy's trying to get away and so he picks up the golf cart like behind it so that so it like can't go anywhere which i thought was funny there was an amazing the cops show up right to try to bust this black ninja guy and he keeps being ninja like right and uh like uh one of the the cop cars goes into the lake it and two and, of them do i think yeah, yeah. yeah i think two of them do and then the ninja like ends up in the lake to... Oh, wait, wait. oh, no, he
0: kicks the motorcycle bike. He, like, yeah. throws this hook this... around a, a palm tree that is near the lake. He swings around mm-hmm. as the cop car doesn't see the ramp and jumps into the lake. Then mm-hmm. as he's swinging around, he kicks the motorcycle bike, and the motorcycle bike goes into the water as well.
1: Right. That's what it was. And then a helicopter comes, so he, he goes up... He shimmies up a palm tree, right? Yeah. And he hides he hides in the palm Go get a coconut. And, <laughs> and then he 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 maneuvers himself onto the helicopter and then he, he's like pulling all the, the cops out of the helicopter and then he throws a ninja star into the pilot's eye. So then and the,
0: did you notice that part? Like the guy's like, hang on, I'll get him. And he's already yeah, dead. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got a ninja star in his brain.
1: Yeah. He'd like he's head dead. Turns around. That was so cool. I'll
0: get him for you. <laughs> but
1: I also thought it was really cool with the helicopter. So the helicopter starts going down. And I really like the shot. Right. Because you see the Papago Mountains and the helicopter like it flies across the papago mountains and then they do like this explosion right so it looks like it the helicopter hit the mountains but they didn't they just did a big explosion on top of the mountain which i don't really think is legal
0: yeah (laughs) which by the way i don't know what it was back then guys but we didn't wear blue (laughs) the the cops were black out here
1: oh no that's because that's the the as a costume, and yeah, the blue, I understand. I'm just saying. The blue cops is a costume,
0: right? And then the the state guys are like tan. They're tan. The because, sheriffs, yeah, state sheriffs. I
1: think they're all tan now though because uh, they don't like them wearing the black because it gets too hot.
0: Well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I think in in uh Los Angeles, it's black still.
1: Yeah, I think in Los Angeles. Because I get a lot when I go blue. when I go to
0: LA. I go to the cop shop, like the used like vet and cop uh-huh. shop. And I always buy their shirts, the button-up shirts, uh-huh. because they breathe right. so well that you don't feel like you're wearing, you know what I mean? Like, it's like made out of this material that breathes really well. Right. And it stretches, like, a lot. Right. So it's pretty, it's actually pretty comfortable.
1: <laughs>
0: I used to wear it for my stage performances all the time, and it's one of my favorite shirts. You know which one I'm talking about. Right. The one that I can't button up all the way because I've gotten so big now, We I had to buy new shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so i just leave it open let my gut fly you know <laughs> anyway um i of course love um any of the scenes where she's like tripping out trying to like hold the sword i think she did a pretty good job of acting possessed uh, did it, you
1: like how the the sword had a mind of its own and it yeah. kept hovering and like calling Smash into the, 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 the closet like the poltergeist <laughs> and shit
0: <laughs> yeah that's so silly glowing sword thing and then they would just like smash her radio or whatever but the other thing did you ever notice that every time that she would be possessed possessed like fully not just partially because she was partially possessed a lot of times but fully possessed where it wasn't even her she would have the eye makeup on right that the guy had on right because yeah
1: the thick eyeliner yeah
0: the black eyeliner because you know it's the it cover,
1: blocks the sun
0: it, it covers his eyes so you yeah. can't see yeah one of the things that really fucking bothered me is the 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 show because uh, Shogi always appeared uh, everywhere all the time. He's always like smelling one of the girl's blood or how, you know, I don't know how he keeps showing up. Like he's always smelling stuff and like it's he's magical. A, yeah. So Christy is like she's like figuring out something's wrong with her. She's like, I can feel like there's someone in the room sometimes. And, and Billy's like, he's like...
1: It's just your period.
0: He's like, you should see this ancient Japanese psychic, like, out of the blue. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, maybe he can help. I mean, it's James Hong. He better be able to help you. He helped Eddie and Eddie Murphy in The Golden Child. So, I mean, why not?
1: <laughs>
0: Ain't nothing wrong with my yang. <laughs> anyway, um... So it's weird, though. You know, there's one point where she goes to the therapist. That's the part I was thinking about. She gets checked out by a doctor is what I'm saying. She goes to a doctor of some sort. Remember this part? Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're a perfectly healthy young woman. She's like, aside from your extrasensory perception and the preoccupation with Japanese culture, no harm in that. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, that's oddly specific for a doctor to say. Right. Like the only strange thing about you is that you have a extra perception, which is probably what we were, what I was mentioning before. Uh-huh. And your preoccupation of Japanese culture. <laughs> like what? Okay. But anyway, so they go to the psychic and then James Hong like makes her smoke. They like tie her up and she just goes along with it. And so does Billy. He's like, I'll be in the other room. It's cool. And they tie her up at the waist and her wrists and everything. Right. And it's like, he like makes her smoke some pot or something. And suddenly they all get high as fuck. And she's like possessed and her eyes are red as fuck. And he starts speaking in tongues and Hong goes to cut the ropes because he's like, he's like, the spirit has asked me to fucking cut her free. (laughs) And he's like, no, you can't do that. And he starts wrapping her up again. And then she starts spinning around. (laughs) With this Linda Blair look on her face and it's mm-hmm. a fake it's a dummy by the way. Obviously. But they just had it spinning so much. Like
1: <laughs> it, Yeah I thought like, it was
0: real when I was a kid, it, you know? Uh, yeah.
1: Oh when you were a kid, yeah. Yeah, it was it was off putting.
0: She like slip she like puts his hong up against the wall and she's like laughing while she's like flipping around. <laughs> 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 I thought that was I don't know, I just thought that was kinda cool.
1: Did you like? Did you like the part where, uh, uh she has the arcade machine in her apartment? <laughs> right. And then <laughs> it's like some Tron shit. It's, it starts, um, like, uh, shooting lasers and shit, like scanning her brain, <laughs> like into her eye, and then right. like scanning her head, and then she starts spinning and shit, and then the sword starts hovering and the arcade machine's hovering towards you- her, like they're gonna merge into her. It was so funny. <laughs> She's
0: Tron. she's like that girl in tron what was her name the oh no idea the girl that played the the like anomaly that 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 tron the game produced on the outskirts of tron tron trontopia (laughs) wherever the fucking Mm -hmm. the the wire
1: what is it called the fucking
0: i don't know you you remember the sequel to tron right
1: i've barely okay i watched it once
0: I love it. I think it's awesome. I, I, it's one of my favorite films. That needs to be brought on 4K immediately. <laughs> and there's like a version of it online where someone up it, but they haven't... It's too hard because I guess they filmed everything in 4K. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like they filmed everything in a lower format or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did. But it was on it was on the big screen, so I would have think an IMAX camera would have been fine, right?
1: I don't know.
0: If they shot it in an IMAX then they should have a version that they could put out in 4K, right? I don't know. Anyway, so Christy always confesses that she's like gone blank for hours at a time and she can't remember thing. And he's like, I'm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's like, I'll help you out, baby. And they embrace a lot, you know, but he does find out eventually after the whole James Hong situation. And she doesn't remember that and she keeps asking him and he won't tell her. And it's very obvious that there's something wrong with her because she looks fucked up.
1: Right. <laughs> she said that she's getting these bruises and shit.
0: Right. So I thought, you know, and this is where the psychic was telling, you know, before she left, Billy's like, it's a black ninja. And then the guy's like, there's only one way to kill a ninja. And that's only a ninja can destroy a ninja. And it's like, oh, God. Right. Okay. Okay. QI patch ninja guy who dispatches a few cops and some orderlies at the morgue to have a look at the ninja body. And apparently, they have like some sort of history that the ninja killed his father and blinded his one eye while he was tied up.
1: Threw a ninja star into his eye.
0: Yeah, he's like that.
1: Some Quentin Tarantino shit right there.
0: He's like, I can smell you. (laughs) He carries that little star around. I can smell you. creeping around la <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else
1: so after she so she goes in and she kills a cop right which so, cop
0: there's a couple you say like like there's like a hundred well,
1: i'm trying to set up the cemetery scene so she she went in and she killed this cop so they're having the funeral for this cop ah. at the cemetery right
0: And she's all dressed up in her gear
1: yeah because she's she, fully possessed and she shows up with bow and arrows and she Shit! So they're having the service for the funeral. So she starts shooting bow arrows at him. Yeah. And of course, one eye Willie Ninja is there, <laughs> and and so they start fighting. And then what's okay? What's fucked up about this is like this is like a legit cemetery. It's still there, and they were like fighting all these people's fucking graves. And then all of us, they even had ninja swords. And then they they were. They were fucking up tombstones, and those tombstones looked fucking real. And I could not—they're not, they're not get real. Over it. Clearly, no. Because I paused it. and I was like, "Is that just like they were like fuck it? They're dead, and nobody no, gives a shit. They probably and they're no. like, let's just break it. Oh, okay, we'll just give them another one. I don't fucking know. They're it dead.
0: Looked, what are they gonna do?
1: Well, this true. Well, it's still supposed <laughs> to be disrespectful. Fuck
0: them. They're dead. But- <laughs> This is the best entertainment they've gotten all year. Instead of crying fucking idiots all the time, they get to fucking see an action
1: movie. Yeah, but I just was like, I was like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. But then the fight uh, moves over to like an abandoned building house next door, which I thought was weird. And then they kept fighting and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's
0: where he like goes through the floors and stuff. Yeah. And she said that when she was fighting him, like when they were fighting in the scenes together that He almost took her head off a couple of times, like that's how really? strong he was. Wow, like, he is like no joke. She was like, He is legit, so she's like, I'm kind of glad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is that where they fight a few monks or whatever? I don't remember. No, no,
1: no. So, so later on, um, they, they're supposed to meet at the that's temple.
0: Right. Eye patch says, Come up, meet us at the temple, yeah. And that's when they they fight the black ninja himself,
1: yeah, and she possesses the monks.
0: Right and he takes over the body of the the black ninja again. Yeah. And she's like herself and that's where she stabs the ninja mm-hmm. and you think it's over but then it goes up and then he has to fight them on a mountainside.
1: Mhm.
0: And now at the one where Yeah. and then he stabs exactly. him in the head.
1: And I was trying to figure out where this particular mountain was because that wasn't Papago Park. I think that was um north mountain phoenix but
0: that's what i was kind of wondering i I don't know i mean you can't tell it's so hard to tell well
1: you can i just i'm not familiar with because it's such a particular it's such a particular like the rock fermentation is is particular so i can i can pick out the mountains around here because every single mountain is like different especially Papago because when I first started this movie literally five seconds I paused it and I was like what the fuck like that's Papago right but yeah I didn't know where this last scene was at I think it was North Mountain
0: I, 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 I couldn't place it I mean I guess if you looked at the sun but you know sometimes film is like in reverse They they flip it
1: Oh, yeah, that could be true. Just to make
0: it fit a certain, you know, like yeah. if there's too many left scene sides, mm-hmm. they'll flip the film and make it look on the right. Right. So you, you there's no way you could really tell.
1: You know what, though? Like what, you could
0: base it off the sun if we were to pay attention. What
1: I don't understand is they had like one of the closing scenes and an opening scene was like a sunset sunrise scene. Right. And it was the ugliest, which doesn't make any goddamn sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Because it was ugly. And I'm yeah, like. Yeah, we're
0: known for our fucking. It's uh,
1: rare we have those boring. Well, California
0: is to have a pretty good sunset too, but I'm just saying like we have a really yeah, nice looking all sunset, the time, all
1: the fucking time, and it's
0: like multiple different colors. And this was just like
1: it was just like meh.
0: Yeah, it didn't make sense. But uh, you also have to remember, like we're on the ground level; they were up on the mountains, so they probably thought you know, like because no, typically when no. we're on the ground, it causes like purples and blues and oranges and greens.
1: No, because those mountains aren't that high. And people literally go up on those mountains to watch the sunset.
0: Right, okay. So, you're well, wrong. Okay, <laughs> Happy good. birthday. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, we do have another movie we're going to talk about, and I don't want to waste too much time on this one in particular. Uh, Christina did the work on this one.
1: Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1988. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hell is a prisoner Wait, at- what in the Sam Hell? <laughs> Wasn't Sam Neil. Oh my god, you scared me. Okay. <laughs> Sam Hell is a prisoner of the female fraction who took over the U.S. after nuclear war. Mutants thrive in the wasteland while humans face possible extinction due to infertility. A bomb strapped to his crotch. Hell is. Is forced to rescue a group of fertile women from oh god.
0: From, a harem.
1: From a harem ran by an evil mutant gang.
0: Of frogs. Of frogs. That's okay. right. You heard that hence right. It's
1: Frog Town. Anyway, tagline. A new breed of enemy has taken over the world. Sam Hell has come to take it back. All <laughs> right. Uh two directors on this film. We have Donald J. Jackson and R.J. Kaiser. Uh, Donald has done such films as Rollerblade from 1986 and the five sequels. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. He also
1: did Guns of El Chupacabra from 1997 and the four
0: sequels. (laughs) He's really into that.
1: (laughs) RJ is a film editor but mostly works in the sound department. He has worked on such films as Interstellar, Inception, Catch Me If You Can. You know,
0: I bet you he makes more money than than, uh, Uh, Donald. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. Being even a director, yeah. yeah. Those are big movies. But anyway, okay, this was written by Donald J. Jackson.
0: G. Jackson. uh, J.
1: J. G. Jackson and Randall Franks, uh, who has also done a bunch of different stuff in movies. Uh, He worked on the music in Aliens. Mm. He was a camera operator in Escape from New York and Galaxy of Terror.
0: Interesting. So he's got some... uh... Yeah, he bounced around from John Carpenter and also um, <sighs> not Cannon Group. It was the other group. Um, Roger Corman uh, is what I was thinking. Roger Corman did Galaxy of Terror. So he oh. he, he like bounced around quite a like few places there. It's mm-hmm. interesting.
1: All right. Starring Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper. Who plays Sam Hill, famous pro wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper. God, that's a horrible name. I can't ever say it. Rowdy, anyway.
0: Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Yeah,
1: say that 10 times fast. Rowdy,
0: Roddy Piper. <laughs> so easy.
1: But also has movie credits, including They Live.
0: Which is more of a better film than this.
1: Yeah, A Jungle Ground from 1995 and The Green Fairy from 2015.
0: Passed away.
1: Yeah, in 2015. Yeah. Sandal Bergman plays Spangler spangly spangle. spangle
0: just like a spang, star spangled spang, uh star spangle not plural spangle
1: okay <laughs> um she was in conan the barbarian mm-hmm. red Sonia, yep. she all that jazz and ice cream man
0: yeah she's been in a lot of stuff
1: yeah Oh, uh, we have rory calhoun who who plays looney tunes legend Yes, Motel Hell. Yeah, big time. How to Marry a Millionaire from 1953. And the last thing he acted in was, an episode, was the episode Oils Well That Ends Well from Tales from the Crypt episode.
0: 1993. 1993.
1: That was his last thing he did.
0: <laughs> I just remember him in H- Motel Hell trying to like convince those swingers that he's Swinger. It's <laughs> such a weird scene. I remember. Yeah, I, he's like, oh yeah, we have fun. And uh, yeah, we got keys. We'll meet you over there later. <laughs> And then they, they, you know, harvest their blood by burying them up under their necks, remember?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. You remember? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Uh, we have Julius LaFleur, who plays Squid Lips. Old Squid Lips. He is mostly a stunt coordinator and has worked on movies such as Inner Space, Firestarter, huh. and Die Hard.
0: Speaking of Firestarter. Yeah. He he looks like a fucking stuntman. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does. Really does. He's all
1: beat up and shit. Yeah. I love it when they use stunt people as actors, though. I do yeah, really yeah. do. Well, they because... always
0: are in the. They're always extras in most movies.
1: Yeah, but when they're actually acting, acting—that's what the I movies, mean. They're yeah, usually it's they great. use
0: them when they're not because they can pay them like an actor, and it's like a loophole so that yeah. they don't have to like pay somebody else. Yeah, because you have to go through SAG and all this other bullshit sometimes. So right. Like, anyway.
1: Uh, budget on this movie was 1.5 million. And what did you think, Alex?
0: This was less than the other movie.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Um, Yeah, this one is a movie that is like, let me put it this way. You know, when you used to go into Hot Topic and you would be like at the mall and everything's so mundane and boring and, you know, you're like, hey, what's this Hot Topic? Let's go in there, you know, because it's different. And you walk around and you're like, oh, this is all really neat. But by the time you walk out you're like i don't need any of it you know what i mean <laughs> do you know what i'm saying okay yeah like, there's a lot to this movie to look at but it's it's very hollow inside to to watch
1: yeah you see oh, what i'm yeah, saying you're totally right
0: it is not a movie that has aged very well uh i remember it more fondly when i was younger because yeah who doesn't remember a movie about a fucking frog town with Rowdy, Rowdy Piper when we were kids, when he was in the heat of his fucking moment? You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't want to see a movie like that? When we were kids, we watched every fucking movie that every actor, every wrestler did. Like fucking uh, Suburban Commando, a fucking, you know, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, they're terrible movies. You know what I mean? These are terrible movies for the most part. They're like really... Mm-hmm. pretty bad but this is one i think that would be on cinemax like pretty regularly at night uh they would air this and just play it or it was on like you know up all night you know usa up all night um they there's a lot of sex in this movie it was supposed to be a hell of a lot more raunchy than it was but believe it or not yes. uh it is definitely a male uh fantasy movie which, you know, it's a fantasy film in general, really. It's an apocalyptic end of the world fantasy film. I'm not saying only men like fantasy films. I'm saying that it is male (laughs) centric in the sense that it is kind of using women as like, uh, you know, sex objects in this one. And, uh, you know, say what you will about it. It's the 80s again. So, of course, this is a pretty, pretty blatant trope, especially with this movie. In a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of the boy and his dog, uh, because it's a very similar story. Because you know, Rowdy, Rowdy 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 Piper's fucking character, Sam Howell, is like the last potent, one of the last potent males on the planet because of the bomb and everything that went off. And in the a boy and his dog, which is played by the dude from what was the Hawaii, oh, Miami Vice, Don Johnson. Oh, he's in that movie and. <laughs> He, like, thinks he's going to have sex with everybody in that film. And they're like, oh, you have to do it this specific way with this machine. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's such a oh. such a bummer, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, in this movie, he's got a flap where he's got to, like, have sex with everybody. And he's, like, paid by this organization run by women who are the military now because 67% of the world's men went to war and died. So now that all there is left is women running things, which is, you would think, somewhat forward thinking in some ways, but somehow... They fuck it up because the
1: man (laughs) man made the movie. Yeah,
0: because Sam Hell is like the most misogynist piece of shit in a way, but not really. In the end, you know, he's just one of those guys that needs to be in control. And so, you know, by the end, he's kind of not so bad. You know, he's just kind of a...
1: Once he gets his control... Right. Well, it's like
0: once he gets the, the jock strap off his, his junk, he's like a much better person. He just doesn't want to be controlled like that. So anyway, that's not my point of this is that it's just so ridiculous. You can't take any of that shit seriously. It is literally like a comic book version of, you know, a, like a poorly written comic book that was made back then. You would think that this would be, oh, man, this is going to be hilarious and fun and just so over the top with all of its, like, fucking misogynistic jokes and and female, like, uh, you know, empowerment jokes. And, like, there is all of that in there. They're just not funny Mm -hmm. at all. Like, unfortunately, there was a couple of moments that I laughed, but it's not like, it's more like, haha, funny. Not like, you know laugh out loud funny mm-hmm. and unfortunately you know this is well before he did they live rowdy, roddy piper so he's a little what about around the years with this one in particular i think he does a fantastic job in they live i always have i actually thought he did a really good job in that movie playing the they they really wrote him well for that role i guess you know mm-hmm. they probably stereotype cast you know whatever for him but He was great in in They Live, but this one, I wouldn't expect the same kind of caliber of acting if you're a fan of him and you've never seen this movie. This is more of a, hey, they made a film about some guy who's in the apocalypse uh, fighting frogs, you know? Six-String Samurai comes to mention. Uh, Mad Max, like the the shittier version of Mad Max. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember, guys, like back when we were kids, like we didn't really get to see this kind of stuff. So movies like Cherry 2000 or you know, uh, space hunter adventures in the forbidden zone. These are like, you know, shot in the desert movies. They just tried to do the best they could. This had wild, crazy practical effects, very much like a Roger Corman film, you know, just get it done, get it out there. But they had like creatures like, um, um, like they did, uh, in sort of, uh, what was the movie arena? where they were then there and they weren't all that great, you know, but they're in there. And so it's just seeing something you never got to see as a kid. You know what I mean? But ultimately, I just don't think this movie is held up very well. And I think more people are going to remember it a little bit more fondly than it really is. It was a little hard for me to rewatch, I got to say. I think I remember it better than it does, than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And this is like where I think of like that highway. Uh, what was the movie? Um it was a Jim uh, David Lynch film, Lost Highway. Oh, One of the yeah. characters says, I don't choose to remember things the way they were, but kind of how I remember them. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like this movie is. You know what I mean? I would rather choose to remember it fondly in my memory than what I got to see this time. Well,
1: thank God you bought it. Yeah, well, I mean, I <laughs> bought it.
0: It was on sale, and and I got it oh, really teasing. cheap. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind having it. I like having these little weird films. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like part of it. I just was expecting it to be way more fun. And I think I remember it more fondly than I did. So Mm -hmm. you have never seen it. What did you think?
1: It was pure garbage. (laughs) Oh,
0: well, I didn't give a score. Oh,
1: you didn't give it
0: a score. It sucks, man. Like, I don't want to give it a bad score, but I have to in a way. Yeah, you do. It's It's very average or below. So I'll just say... 4 and i think i'm being charitable.
1: I'm going to give it a 2. Um wow. And i i'll kind of explain even though you pretty much explained it. Yeah. Uh they spent a lot of times trying to explain things because you know, it's it's the future, things are different. There's but, no and, action. Yeah, it's exactly so instead of like having action or showing what happened to the men in the nuclear war and the war and blah blah blah. Yeah, they they were like explaining how the women uh we're running things and and da 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 and there's low male population which you know makes sense because you know men aren't needed anyway well so, it's a different time you, you know. know i don't know why the the women are because are women so... didn't
0: go to war in that time
1: yeah that's true now they do
0: well i mean they kind of did but i'm just saying like not as much not
1: as much as now yeah it's more acceptable yeah. but pretty much the it was very it was just boring there was so many boring parts And I don't like to watch people having sex with frogs. Like, that does... I don't even think it's... I mean, it's one thing if it was kind of funny, but it wasn't even funny to me. It was like they were literally trying to make it sexual, which just made it disgusting.
0: (laughs) Right. I could see a comic book like this, though. Because, you know, Tank Girl got pretty sexual. Yeah. And that was written by a woman.
1: Yeah. But they sure had parts where it was like they wanted to be like Star Wars where they like walk into the bar and stuff like shit like that. And then, you know, Matt, you mentioned the Mad Max vibes, which were vibing. I don't know. It was completely unrealistic. If, you know, there were less men, completely unrealistic. It was just like it was just dirty. If women were running stuff, it would be clean. Yeah, but that's not why it's
0: bad, though. It's like that. That is just part of it that I can tolerate normally if they do good things in it. It just didn't have any action in it. And it's too much talk. Yeah. Not enough comedy. It, yeah, it
1: would have if they would have had more comedy. It would have. I think it would have. It's all supposed you know. to be like <laughs> style, that,
0: fucking humor. And that is, one
1: lady is just so serious all the goddamn time.
0: Right, but she kind of kicks like, ass. The well, sandal yeah, towards girl. Towards the end, yeah, angle. I
1: agree. But I mean, it, it was too little, too late. And I said if they were going to remake this movie, they would have to call it Sister Wives: The Apocalypse.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> because
1: they have to like share him. Because they all have to get pregnant. Right. And I don't know how so, that's going to go, because isn't that incest? If like, I think you're better off. Start,
0: yeah, they, I don't know, about you know that. How
1: are they going to populate?
0: Well, they did make sequels, by the way, uh, carrying on the guy's name, Sam Hell, because, you know, the director absolutely hated Roddy Roddy Piper. He didn't take this film too seriously. He says it. He's like all over the place when he talks about this film. He was like, I didn't take the film very seriously. He's like, well, I I took it seriously, but I just didn't, you know, I was like, we're having fun. It was just a fun film. But, you know, it's hard to take it seriously when you're seeing a pink vehicle, a pink tank.
1: Yeah. And he's like, you know, clearly
0: we're not doing Academy Award winning material here. (laughs) I mean, you should have known that from the Frogs.
1: Yeah. From the title of the movie. It, It is...
0: I would say along the same lines as the Super Mario Brothers style.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: um, For one of those kind of films, like almost like a live action film of a comic that we never got to see. And it just doesn't work. Um, Super Mario Brothers or the the movie. From uh, the 90s. I actually don't mind some of it. You know, I can actually watch it a little bit more. There's some
1: nostalgia there for there's, us. There's though.
0: there's fun things in it that you can look at and go, "Oh, okay, this is really terrible," but I think it's better than this movie, to be honest. Right. Like I, I haven't seen it in forever, and there is a Blu-ray out apparently. I don't know if it's rare anymore, but yeah, maybe we should watch it just for fun, just to see.
1: I would like to. I think the new I, one I, comes I think that's out. a pretty
0: good comparison. You know, like something like Double Double Dragon or like super mario brothers kind of feels like the same universe or tank girl for that matter tank Mm -hmm. girl's a hell of a lot more funnier and a hell of a lot more entertaining and a hell of a lot more like good than this you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but i think also i think of super mario brothers because i think of tank girl and then like the two main guys aren't they the same guy isn't alex mcdowell oh i don't know I mean, look, or Malcolm McDowell. That's what I mean. Oh,
1: OK. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty right,
0: sure then. Malcolm McDowell is the uh, is he
1: in Super Mario Brothers. I know he's in Tank Girl.
0: I am pretty sure he's in Super Mario Brothers. No, I was wrong.
1: You were wrong. It's Dennis Hopper. Oh, same thing. But they kind of <laughs>
0: play a very similar role in Tank Girl and the yeah, other the one. Villain, yeah. yeah, they're like very similar. Dumb, you know, like, right. So yeah, and, uh, Robert, uh, Malcolm McDowell does Tank Girl and uh, Dennis Hopper does Super Mario Brothers. But anyway, I think they all kind of fit in that sort of weird, this sort of weird world. Uh, mm-hmm. Although the the villains in this movie just are kind of uh, I don't know. Like the 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 Stallone movie Dread is better than this movie, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I, I want it's a movie that I want to root for, and I know some of you guys were like, oh hell yeah, this movie! I love both of these movies. Watch it again. Uh, you might have fonder memories of it than you than you remember. <laughs> it really was kind of a slog of a watch, and it's not even a full hour and a half.
1: Right.
0: It's an hour and 20-minute
1: movie. <laughs> it just felt like three hours. It
0: really felt very long. So, anyway, I don't want to harp on it too much. Let's get into some of the fun stuff that we uh, I found out about it and in some of our favorite scenes and things like that, and then we'll... Uh, Say I love you. see where we can watch this. Where can they watch it? Looks like you can find a copy on uh YouTube if you want to watch it, by the way. It's like from five years ago and uh or you can pick up a copy from Vinegar Syndrome if you have to have it. But honestly, uh, I would ch- try watching it first and you know, um I don't know, man. This is it's a rough one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So but we do have a little bit of trivia on the movie. Uh, I'm going to go over that here now. So if you don't want anything spoiled, check it out. Come back and uh, timestamps are always located down below. Here's your warning. So Randy Frakes had to rewrite the script when the budget was reduced from 3 million to a million and several characters had to be dropped or combined into one.
1: Oh. So the
0: number of locations were reduced, the action sequences were reduced and everything was simplified. So. Would it have been a better movie if we had all these extra things? Oh. Maybe that's why.
1: They cut the action.
0: Yeah. Because that's the most expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Takes the most amount of people. Safety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Kirstie Summers spent three hours in makeup each day for her role as Arabella, and it took about half hour to remove all the makeup at the end of the day. Ugh. So she was the, the frog prince lady. Right. Princess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who got stabbed in the chest. <laughs> Uh, Steve Wang was actually the effects makeup guy. He did all the frog makeup effects for only $12,000 total. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sam Hell, who was the main character in the movie, of course, battles commander Toadie, uh, on Vasquez rocks at the end of the movie when they're fighting on punching each other and he's hanging over the side.
1: Yeah. What do you mean Vasky? You don't rock? remember
0: the famous scene in Captain Kirk battled Gorn in the original Star Trek series? It's like a slanted no? rock. Yeah, it's a slanted rock.
1: Oh, okay. It's
0: famous. They used it in Bill and Ted's as well.
1: Oh, okay.
0: In part 2. Remember when they throw him off? They're like you're dead, Ted. They go to the same they go to the same spot where uh, that rock is? S- that rock is where, oh, okay. where, Stark, where Kirk fights Gorn. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, you can tell it. It's just not as prominent. Usually, most people, when they go to that spot, they shoot it exactly how the Star Trek did
1: oh. to make
0: it very apparent, which Bill and Ted 2, the right. the second, the sequel.
1: I wonder why they didn't. Yeah, they. Before. I don't know.
0: But yeah, I thought that was fun to point out. Randall Frakes also had the whole story clear in his head. And, and when he wrote the script, he wrote the whole thing in only six days, apparently. Wow. And that's, he had to change it and go back and change everything. And I think that's kind of what fucked it up. But honestly, as barren as it was of jokes, I think he needed a writing partner on this one a little bit and he should have, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. You know, like, you know, shit happens. This movie was specifically conceived to launch a series, which supposedly never happened, but actually did happen. Uh, They made Frogtown 2, which is a PG-13 film Mm -hmm. from 1992 with a completely different actor. They got Toad Warrior from 1996 playing off the whole Max, uh, Mad Max series, Mm -hmm. you know, Max Hell, um, Frog Warrior. And then Max Hell, Frog Warrior, a Zen rough cut in 2015. So there was 92, 96, 2002, and 2015. I don't know that they're direct sequels. The Frog Town 2 is the only direct sequel. But I think all of
1: these directors' movies, though, Uh like all the sequels, it's like Rollerblade, Warrior Blade Warrior. Royal right. blade six the domination or so, you know the like...
0: dominatrix <laughs> yeah i've never seen them personally i don't even think i've seen the sequel i think i remember seeing the sequel on the shelves but i don't remember seeing any of the other ones guys so now i did mention you know how roddy roddy piper really didn't know too too much about acting at the time that was 100 percent true mm-hmm. in fact he had a lot of problems with the director they would fight a lot He really just did not get along with him at all. And that's why he didn't have him come back for the sequel, which he was like, whatever. Right. You know, he's like, I think I did what I was supposed to do in that movie. He's like, even if I did have to take a lot more direction than he expected, he's like, I had an idea, had, you know, what I thought this character was. I wasn't just doing it and dialing it in. I actually gave it my all. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like the movie. Right. He's like, and it didn't seem that funny to me. Right. He said, but, you know, years later, I do respect it. I had a good time. We had fun together. There was things. He said, you know, the guy that is the toad
1: uh-huh. was
0: an actual opera singer. So, oh, it, okay. so at nights they would sing mm-hmm. and drink together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said it was really weird. It was like really odd.
1: Yeah, it's an odd mix of people. Yeah,
0: that this opera singer is playing a fucking toad.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like, what the fuck?
0: <sighs> he just couldn't wrap his brain around it. You know what I mean? Like he
1: had a distinguished voice though, the toad. Oh, the toad. Yeah, yeah, pay. yeah. yeah. I don't know voice. if it's
0: the same guy or not. Um, that I didn't. I didn't look that up. But Roddy Roddy Piper did say that when the premiere happened.
1: He didn't
0: quite tell his wife everything that was in the oh, movie. Oh, no. So, what turned from a silly little frogman movie uh, turned into him sitting next to his wife on premiere opening night and her not too happy about some Why of the would scenes. What did you tell her? He thought it was funny. He's like, we're still together. Oh, hilarious. He's like, we're still together to this day. He's like, I tried to tell her that, you know, it's just acting. It's just art. It's just, you know, this is how movies are made. It meant nothing. We were all professional. He's like, but it didn't really work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um, yeah, he's like, I hope this doesn't get back to my wife because she's just going to be so mad at me <laughs> about this whole fucking thing. And he's like, and I love her to death. So he was like, but he was like, you know, that girl who was the gunner in the car, he was like, she was smoking, man, (laughs) smoking, like, I mean, hot. And there was that scene with her and me, and my wife was not too happy about that one, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, God damn, dude. But he did have an acting coach that helped him out throughout this whole fucking thing. Apparently, his Sam Hell and Cindy Lauper. He had the same agent as Cindy Lauper, uh, uh, Jason Wolf, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Cindy Lauper actually came to visit him.
1: Oh, on the set. On
0: the set, and that's they didn't want to hire Roddy Roddy Piper. Right. But he was such a good agent. They were like. We can't say no to him because then he won't give us, like, Cyndi Lauper. Right. He won't give us all these other people. Right. That were hot at the time. You know what I mean? Because he knew 80s talent. Right. Regardless if they were good at what they did or not, he knew that they, they would get, it would get people to like their stuff. Right. But, yeah. He didn't get brought back. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they said, not, he said that, because, uh, like, uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper did not want to read. And when he they asked him to, he he obliged. You know, he was like, okay. He realized though when he came to set, he was like, okay, Rowdy. It's like it's time to to own up now. You have put yourself in the situation now, you can't back out of.
1: Yeah, you got to do it.
0: He's like, I, don't, I was like thinking to myself, why did I do this? And he was like, oh, that's right, the money. That's right, the <laughs> money. <laughs> so, um, uh. You remember when we were done watching the movie? I think it was either the beginning of the movie or the end. You were like, David Shapiro? Oh, yeah. It actually
1: is. Is the lawyer?
0: Is the father conservative of blogger Ben Shapiro.
1: Oh, my God. So, yeah, you were right. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me?
0: You were right in some way. You know what I mean? I don't know if he was, he was like some sort of um, musician. He wasn't a Uh, lawyer or anything. Okay. But it's yeah. It said composer David Shapiro. You must have misread it or something. Yeah, I'm I see, just remember you saying I was it
1: as somebody else. So you yeah. looked it up. You yeah. That's his father. So. That's
0: Ben Shapiro's father. Oh, that's disgusting. Who did the music in this? Yeah.
1: It's disgusting.
0: <laughs> some people liked him. The for music some reason.
1: sucked in this a lot. The music <laughs> don't sucked. do
0: that. Don't <laughs> don't shit on somebody else because they <laughs> terrible son. Um.
1: Yeah. I am.
0: All right. Do you want to talk about some of your scenes and?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, there's not too many. The one that really stands out to me was when they were, the, when they were actually in Frogtown. When they were actually in Frogtown, which is I don't know, an hour into the movie. Um, yeah, they
0: finally t- it takes them a long yeah time. to get
1: there, and then you finally see the mutated frogs and stuff, and they go into a bar, and there's this lady dressed up as a frog, and she's dancing on the bar, and it's funny because. Uh, Roddy Ryder Piper like spits out his 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 liquid when he sees her. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, what do he you do? He spit. no,
0: he didn't spit it out because of her. He spit it out because it was disgusting.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it was funny. And
0: that's when Tooney's it tastes like, tastes
1: like industrial waste. That's what he said. Yeah, and
0: Tooney's like, you never could hold your liquor.
1: Yeah, Looney Tunes. And pops he's like, up. what,
0: Looney? Um, the funny part that I want to mention that I thought was funny. Is that the frog woman is like hitting on him the whole time, right? She doesn't have green legs, she doesn't have green arms, she just has a green head, and it looks—it's mm-hmm. not attractive. Terrible. It—it it does not look good. She looks like a fish woman. I would never want to have sex you with think that. They
1: make her want to look like Kermit or something, like a female Kermit. But,
0: but the funny thing is, is like, like there was a scene where he was like, "Yeah, you just have to." He's like, "Look, I got a weird kink. You know, you're gonna have to put this a bag on. over your head," and he puts a bag over. Of- And there was a later part where they come back to that joke, and he's, like, tied up. And I got another story for this. There's a part where he's tied up, and he's, like, soaking wet. Like, Mm -hmm. it looks like water's dripping off of him. Mm -hmm. The director was like, yeah, let him hang there. He's getting paid enough for it anyway. And they all went to lunch without him.
1: Oh, my God. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up.
0: He said that he was, like, wow. He was right, though. I was getting paid for it. So, I mean, I didn't really... You know, he's, he's like, if I'm being honest, it. we didn't get along at all. So it's like, but in that scene, when she comes up to him, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, Uh, oh, I think it's all there. Cause like he cut off the jock strap or whatever the mm-hmm. toad guy did." Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my God, it's a fake. And then it blows up in the frog's face afterwards, letting him know it wasn't a fake. It just mm-hmm. didn't blow up. Mm-hmm. And then she comes and she's like, hey, are you all right? And he's like, everything seems to be there. And she's like, he's like, well, I'm going to owe you a big, he's like, I owe you a big favor. And she's like, looks sad. And then she pulls out the bag and he's like, no, not now. (laughs) (laughs) That was the funny part. That was funny. That's the funny part in the entire movie. And I bet you he ad-libbed that shit.
1: Probably, yeah. That's
0: probably why it actually was funny, because none of the jokes that were written were good. (laughs) As much as I know Sandal in, in her role is a strong woman and she's like really good at that kind of thing. There were some really unflattering uh, moments of her in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not because she was nude or anything or like, you know, it was dressed. like the
1: lighting was off. It just did. She just
0: didn't look right in some of the scenes that she did here, and I think it's because she always wears glasses. I think she really wears glasses in real life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But I don't know. Something just fell off from what I remember her of, mm-hmm. although uh, from all these other movies and
1: stuff. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: But yeah, like there's some camaraderie, funny things in this movie where there's always girls around, and he's talking about how he's got a procreate with all of them. There was that one scene where, you know, it's supposed to be funny, but it's like they're like, okay, you know, you need to go sleep with her. And he was like, yeah, no.
1: It doesn't work like that. It doesn't
0: work like that. Like, uh, you know, I mean, she doesn't even look like she showered. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, that's true, dude. Like, what the fuck? You're just gonna just fuck some dirt chick like on the ground? Like, she's been out laying in the dirt for Uh, fucking years. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, God, they're having the, like, the power dynamic thing where right. they're treating him like the woman, which is kind of funny, you know? Yeah. It's, like, more of, like, ha, ha, ha.
1: Yeah, but it didn't, nah. It's no. not funny. It's, it's not a, funny. It's not
0: as funny as, you know. I guess it's interesting to see that dynamic flipped on its head. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's done better in Boy and, a, and His Dog and then than it is in this oh, movie. Mm-hmm. A much better film. Mm-hmm. but, you know, it's. I'm glad I have it. It's not going to be one I pop on much again <laughs> after this, I think, but I would be curious, oh, dear God, to see these some of the sequels just out of curiosity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I could go down that rabbit hole no. ever again if no. I did. No. Like, I don't want to go down that rabbit I hole. I wonder
1: if it would be better.
0: No, I because, don't Because, think- I mean,
1: it's the same director, so maybe he, he actually did, like, his vision of it.
0: He just didn't get the rights to the names and stuff because it's Max Hell. Yeah. It's Sam Hell's son, I'm assuming. It's
1: like I said, all of the movies he's done with all these sequels, they're all named like that. All the sequels are named like off like that.
0: Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they definitely like the 2019 one looks like it was shot, like definitely shot on video.
1: Oh, like, like you a, mean shot on an iPhone?
0: Yeah, like, it just yeah. it looks like some dudes put it together. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, maybe it's someone passion.
1: really... It's a passion project. Right, like,
0: someone obviously really liked the movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. They they thought they could do it better, and honestly, I mean, they're not wrong. They probably could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I think Rowdy Roddy Piper is probably the best thing about this movie, mm-hmm. even though it's not that great. Right. And I think, you know... Seeing creatures in these outfits with, you know, tired, sexist jokes that are just running to the ground, joke mm-hmm. after joke after, after joke. Joke. And it's not us just being soy people or whatever the fuck you people are going to say. No, it is nothing to do with that. It is just not that good. We'll laugh at some of the darkest fucked up humor that we've ever heard.
1: Why didn't they kill any babies in this movie?
0: <laughs> or a frog baby. Throw it up in the air and skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I would have loved that, skeet, skeet.
0: but that would have been too much action for this movie. No, it's all about the love story, baby. The love making story. There's, there's, you know, there's some breasts in this movie. You get to see one pair of breasts from the, the, the gunner chick, right? Like, and then. Oh yeah. She's like, Hey, we're going to get down to it now. And he's it like, wasn't
1: the frog, the lady, uh, I didn't topless? see anything. I don't remember.
0: It's like, it's like looking at like a gremlin you know what i mean and go yeah it.
1: yeah it was a gremlin it was, it <laughs> the was makeup the gremlin, you know what yeah. i'm saying like with the lipstick on yeah. it totally was that's what it was like
0: it kind of is it really is
1: <laughs> but
0: i you know i think the gremlins 2 movie didn't it come out in 91 or something like that
1: yeah yeah
0: so they might have gotten it from that they might have gotten it from hell comes to frog town mhm so oh. but i think it was rick baker that did the makeup wasn't it for i don't know gremlins i'm pretty sure yeah because that's, oh no, Rick Baker did the sequel. Yeah, he did the sequel. Mm-hmm. He did the sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. We talked about it here recently. And that's how I remember. But pretty sure Rick Baker was involved with the Gremlins in some shape or form. But yeah, this isn't exactly the greatest uh, of that. But yeah, so uh yeah, that's everything that I think we want to talk about. Is there any other scenes that we want to mention that, are, that we can at least make fun of? I mean...
1: I don't know, that pink car, the pink truck. I was like, my eyes were rolling so hard. I was like, really? Was oh, God, the, come on.
0: There was that whole scene with the guy who uh, was fish lips or whatever. Squid lips. Squid lips, who you find out isn't a frog. He's just a regular human. Right. And then he's like a henchman for Toad. Mm-hmm. And like he like, is about to kill them with a rocket launcher, like all these girls that they save from uh, the harem of Toad and uh, you know
1: it's just boring just, it, just it talking is. about it it <laughs> really is
0: I'm like I hate to say it but I mean it didn't move the movie a little bit faster towards the very 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 end but it just was too little too late mm-hmm. and it just really didn't do much for me you know right but even just the guy falling to his death was just so anticlimactic. it was like yep. whatever it's like okay
1: bye <laughs>
0: yeah bye bye bye
1: okay bye <laughs> bye
0: all right Anyway, guys, I think it's uh, it might be worth a watch if you're just into weird shit. But I really, honestly, would if I were to give it a weak, weird, or weird as fuck. I mean, it's weird, but it is barely like, it's just weak. So I wouldn't weak, even weak, call weak. this a week of weird as fuck at all.
1: No, this is because it's weak. We'll
0: let you know if there is one, and then we'll mm-hmm. rate it with that. You know.
1: Well, Alex. I hope you have a happy birthday. Thank you. I hope this episode was everything you oh, ever wanted it to be. It's all I ever
0: wanted in a birthday is to talk for hours on <laughs> end about frogs and the people fucking them. Yeah. Yes. Thank you.
1: Y- yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for existing. I love existing. you very much. I hope you have another tremendous uh, year around the sun. The biggest, the biggest
0: of all big birthdays. Tremendous.
1: It's, it's, yes.
0: It's tremendous.
1: <laughs> anyway, I can't, even.
0: <laughs> I can't talk like that. I wish I could. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Happy birthday to me. Hope you guys have an amazing week and uh, maybe we'll see you guys for the stream this week. We're going to do something on Wednesday. I'll probably I will be there just as a reminder. I want to add that to the beginning of the episode so that people know. But uh, yeah, Christine is going to join us. We'll probably have a few drinks, talk about some stuff. Just say hi to some friends and have a few laughs and watch some silly videos and uh, call a night. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming by this week. If you've got any suggestions for us to do next week, uh, we have a couple of ideas of what we want to do. Is there something you want to talk about next week?
1: Oh, I, I don't know. Any
0: kind of movies that you want to watch? Like, we got some stuff.
1: Well, I now you got me on Dr. Giggles.
0: Mm, okay, so we could probably do that. Probably do Dr. Giggles and something else, you know. I don't know what, but uh, maybe we'll watch another movie with, like, a doctor in it or something.
1: Crazy Doctors.
0: Yeah, we could do Crazy that. Crazy Doctors death warmed up or something I don't know we'll figure it out but yeah guys um, other than that thanks so much for coming by and as always
1: long live the void